Welcome once again to the Ashley Knuckles podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mosey Perez, and my boy Marky G. Oh, Man, yo, yo. What's up, fellas? What's up? We got some exciting. We had an exciting uh, week, man. We got UFC Duval. That shit was insane. Seeing um some more lot some live fights. We got to watch fights in the parking lot, fights inside the arena. (laughs) People wearing a mask. People not wearing a mask. I miss those post fights. Fifteen thousand strong. It was good to be back to normalcy. The energy was amazing in that fight. Everyone there, more people than ever showing up for even the prelims, the early prelims, and just supercharged everything that night. It was probably the only time I can remember watching every single fight from start to finish um, live. Like sometimes I'll record the early prelims. And catch them like afterwards, but this time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit down, relax, enjoy my beer, take in all the violence. And the difference I can tell, I can <clears throat> notice from watching it on pay per view in my living room to watching it live is in between rounds, it doesn't is it's those rounds go by way faster live than they do when you're watching it at home. Like there's not, I was looking up a lot of times like, oh shit, what round is it? Is it his third round already? You know, or it's like whatever. And it was, the, the energy was like, like Mark said, the energy was phenomenal, man. And you can see it in the fighters. I feel like um, having the crowd back helped a lot of people, you know, draw that, draw from that energy and put on some great performances. Yeah. From start to finish, the whole card was electric. But Very much mm-hmm. so. It's probably from the crowd being back, right? And at the at the start of um, the pandemic, when everybody was shutting everything down, and we had <clears throat> all these mandates where you know you gotta be six feet away, wear a mask, can't gather in buildings. Um, some UFC was one of the <clears throat> one of the first sports to come back, and they're also now one of the first sports. To have max capacity crowds. Um, and that's what we saw this weekend in Jacksonville. Um, shout out to Jacksonville um, for putting on a good show, man. Our hometown, Duval, give, give them a shout out, man. They did a great job facilitating an awesome event. Yes, it, it was fantastic. Everything from start to finish was amazing. Jacksonville did great. They were entertaining in, in the show and in the parking lot. <laughs> I missed all those. <laughs> well, it's, it's look. Um, speaking of inspirational performances, I did not expect Kamaru Usman to do Jorge Masvidal like that. Um, we all, I think, everybody on the panel, Mosey, I think uh, Mark, we both, all all three of us picked Kamaru to win, and we all picked Kamaru to finish. But none of us thought it would be a knockout like that. That was like meme worthy. Oh, that's highlight reel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forever highlight reel. That photo will go down in infamy. And oh, they, they there, killed him with the memes already. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. From there though, um Kamaru is making a case for himself here. He's making a case for for some goat status. I mean, he could be mentioned amongst the greatest of all time at welterweight. And I know he's what now? Number one on the pound for pound list? Two. Number two on the pound for pound list? Yeah. Ooh. And I Number guess 200, John Jones. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Given that he's so active, man, I think that he definitely deserves it. He's one of the most – he's the most active champion right now. Uh, he's defending that belt already. What three times since he broke Kobe's jaw? Four. Oh, three times since he broke Kobe's jaw, but he's defended it four times. Mm-hmm. So it's <clears throat> when when I look at <clears throat> when I'm thinking about um the pound for pound, what what I think about that 
title that I'm thinking like, what if you take this this skill set that this person possesses and you add weight to that person, could they compete with the heavyweight champion? My answer is yes. If you take that skill set and you subtract weight and they compete in the lighter division, would they still have success? And the answer is still yes. So I'm looking at Kamaru, man, and there's not there's not many holes. He's very, very well-rounded. He can do everything exceptionally well. And you don't see this um, from a decorated champion often, but he's getting better. Um, every fight you see a little bit of improvement, especially in the striking, which is um, – Probably his most deficient area of his game. So, shout out to uh, Coach Trevor Whitman for um, producing highlight reels. I don't see nobody beating Usman for a while. For a long, long time. Well, he's getting up there, and if he can, if he can rip off maybe you know three or four more title defenses, uh, you can kiss that greatest welterweight of all time. Goodbye, Mr. George St. Pierre, because there will be a new king in town. Um, moving on to <clears throat> another person that can be, you know, in that GOAT status, Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, my God. Man, she's, she's just on a different level right now. And I know the war she had um, with Amanda Nunes, but even with Amanda Nunes being a female fighter, and being as dominant as she is, I, for my money, I think Valentina Shevchenko is the, the best female fighter in the world. Um, she's so dominant in everything. And she put her grappling skills on display against Jessica Andrade um, at, at that past UFC. And it was like, it was insane. Given that Jessica, I thought, would have the edge in grappling, she got completely ragdolled by Shevchenko. Yeah, that yeah. fight was really one-sided. At no Very point dominant did, performance. Uh, Andrade have like the advantage, or look like she might do something. Nope. She got taken down the first time, and she was out of the fight. Like she did not know what to do at that point. She was getting outstruck, and she was getting out grappled. She was just like, I don't know what to do anymore. And Shevchenko, to, the fact that she got seven takedowns in less than two rounds, <laughs> seven. <laughs> and, and the techniques she used on those takedowns is what blew my mind. Um, most of them were just pure. I mean, some of them, the first couple were um, trips. But mm -hmm. Jessica has such a strong base. She's very heavily muscled in her lower body. And she was, like, not able to fight off any of those trips, which I was like, damn, how strong is Valentina then? How strong is Valentina? Um, she's running out of competition. I'm looking at, you know, looking at her division right now. I mean, I can't. Who is she? Who are you gonna? Who is even gonna come up to challenge her at this point? I mean, she's beaten all the names in the top five except for Lauren Murphy. Who's number three right now? Well, you also got Cynthia Colavallo. Alpha okay. Males girl. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's number five now, too. Mm hmm And then a lot of talk about Joanne Calderwood. But no disrespect for anybody in this division. But they, as good as fighters as they are, I just don't see them at that level. They're almost just feeding the beast. Well, there's a few girls in the in the top 15 that I can see. They have potential. Um, Macy Barber. I mean, we know she's young. She's got um, she's got a pretty good skill set. She's still gonna need some time before she's able to compete for a title. But she definitely um, has she has some pedigree to to be able to step it up and make her way to that top 10 spot. Top 10, top five. Miranda Maverick, she looked really Miranda good. Maverick. She's really young. Speaking of her opponent, 
<laughs> right. She looked really good. She's really young. Um, who knows? And um, Andrea Lee is another one. She's number, mm-hmm. like number 11 right now. But if she can rip off a few wins, you know, she's right there. And there's a host of, um, like, veterans, like Roxanne Mataferi and Jessica I, um, Alexio Grasso, all, a lot of, like, Joanne Calderwood, who are kind of, like, stacking up, can stack up wins and, you know, make their case. But still, I don't, I don't see Shevchenko being a – not being a massive favorite in any one of those fights. I, I see this division as like almost like a changing of the guard right now. You have all the scrappy veterans that just aren't up to par for uh, Shevchenko right now, but you have all these up-and-comers, like you said, Macy Barber, Maverick, uh, Tatiana Suarez, when she comes back. They're all people coming up and coming in hot. And I think they will be the future of this division. Just right now, we're at kind of a lull until they cement their legacies themselves. Shevchenko just, you know, is going to be queen for a long time. And you know what? Normally, I would say that <clears throat> this division is weak. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just... She's just so good. Like, Valentina's just so good that she makes everyone around her look weak. This division itself, if you remove her, this is a competitive division. If you can remove Shevchenko, yep. I mean, who you got to – anybody can be champion in that division. It's the Demetrius Johnson effect. Right. And, and the same can be said about uh, Amanda Nunes. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the names. It's, not, it's nowhere near as deep, obviously. But – you remove her, and it's a toss-up. Yeah, the top six, uh, the bantamweight division is pretty solid, minus uh, Amanda Nunez not there. Right. Aspen Ladd, Holly Holm, um, Irene Aldana, Iana, mm-hmm. Juliana Pena, who's challenging for the um, title. I mean, it's it's not bad. Sarah McMahon, Macy, not bad. They got this. It's a, it's, it's a nice – you know, top ten, decent little top ten, and we didn't even, mm-hmm. I didn't even mention Jermaine Duran to me. So we, <clears throat> I, I, wait, and also hold on, Misha Tate's coming back too, right? Yes, yep, one thirty-five. So it's 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 not a, it's not as thin as we would think, as 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 perceived. It's just that Amanda's so much better that anybody that you anybody you match her up with is just um it's a mismatch and that's why she's champion and that's why she's so dominant um moving on to um the other ladies division the women's strawweight rose naman yunez shocks the world i don't really think it was a shocking of the world no no i think it was a shock the way that it happened like, I think a lot of people believed in her. Obviously, Jacksonville had her back. We were screaming her name yeah. all night, Doug Rose, all day. But I don't just the I don't think anybody expected that kick. No. No. Not that. I think we all picked Rose. I think everybody on the panel picked Rose to win. I I remember specifically like breaking down the technique that I thought would get it done. I thought Rose would land the left hook and she would catch her with a left hook and then drop her. She caught her with a left side strike. It was a head kick. Didn't see that coming. The same as I didn't see Masvidal get knocked out by a right hand from Usman. However, man, Trevor Whitman, Trevor Whitman again. Yep. Rose. Man, so if you're a top-tier striker, and you want to compete for the for the goal? Why is not? Why is if your striking is good, you better give Trevor Whitman a call. His team is deep. Yeah, he has I mean, the smallest he, team, but the deepest. Yeah, Gaethje. Yep. Mm-hmm. Usman Gaethje Rose. I mean, we talking Even about Chico Camus was the def- or like a good fighter when he was at at his, the top of his game. Now he's just a coach over there, but. So who challenges Rose for the title next? Ooh, um, well, the top five, you got Mackenzie Dern at the bottom. Got Carlos Sparz at number four. 
Yan Chao Nan, or we can call her Yan X, or the other Chinese girl. <laughs> Did we, <laughs> the other Chinese girl. The other yes, Chinese girl. Chinese girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got. Uh, I mean, yo, it's obviously Joanna. Uh, she shouldn't get a title shot. She shouldn't, but she's in that top five. Yeah, she should fight Mackenzie Dern or a rematch with Whaley. Why not rematch with Whaley would be interesting right now. Yeah, well, I feel like that would be a title eliminator. If you go Yan Zhang mm-hmm. versus uh, you go Whaley versus um, Young Jacek, that's got that's got to be a title eliminator. Like the the winner got to get a title shot. So if you don't want to see retreads and you want to see some new blood, I think you match up uh, Yan with you give Yan the title shot, and you match up say Wei Lee with Mackenzie or Joanna with Mackenzie. And then Carla with Wei Lee. Like you take that one, two, four, five combo, give them a matchup, and then give number three the shot. The unfortunate thing about that scenario is we already have a matchup between Jan and Carla coming up. And I honestly think the winner of that should get the title shot. Wei yeah. Lee versus Joanna or Mackenzie Dernan, they should get the next title shot. That's like- where it should go. When's Carla fighting Jan? Next month, in like two weeks. You know what? That, that pay per view. Uh, I think it is on the pay per view. I'm not 100 percent sure. You can check. I like that. it. I like that. I like that. I think that'd be that's a, that's a good title eliminator because <clears throat> look, um, Rose. The other two women's champions we just mentioned, um, we mentioned Shevchenko, we mentioned Amanda Nunes. Rose is, like, fresh off of, like I said, upsetting. I mean, putting on a show against Wei Li and taking that title from her. But, man, she has a long line of people who are kind of that, – that. this is a division where I don't think the champion stays the champion for long. I think pretty – I think – the girls in the top five, especially the top three, are so evenly matched that it's it's anybody's division. I don't see one fighter just running away with it like we see Shevchenko and Nunez. I don't know. I think Rose, I think I'm the best Rose, her screaming that in the corner. I think that she can reign over this division for a very long time. Focused Rose is deadly on the ground and her striking is amazing. She used to be a jiu-jitsu girl. She used to be all about ground game and Trevor Whitman did it again turned everybody into a striker. They're like, oh, you got wrestling? Alright, I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you're, if you're if this is true, if, you know, Focus Rose is able to rip off, you know, two or three title defenses, maybe that might enter in that uh that sacred territory of the nickname fighters with uh like C level Kane and you know W E C Aldo motivated Connor. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm here for it, man. I, I am here for it. I love um Thug Rose. I'm a big fan of I've always been a big fan of Rose Nam Yunus. I'd love to see her continue this dominant state champion for the rest of her career, if possible. Um, I'm just looking at these names and I'm thinking about their skill sets. And I'm like, man, that would be impressive if she's able to retain that title for a long time. Because that's some tough comp. I love this division. I'm just super high on Rose. And I think that she can do it. This is one of one of the deepest divisions. This is definitely the deepest female division we got. And all the female divisions kind of remind me of the dark days. So I have like nostalgia up the ass about them. So (laughs) it's great. All right. So you guys want to talk about the leg break? Or you want to skip that? Let's talk about that. We got to talk about it. This karma? 
the karma. I mean, everyone's cool about it. They're all talking to each other. No one's shit throwing. That's fantastic, but we can't avoid the fact that Chris Weidman was part of two of the three leg breaks like that in the UFC history. It's a shame. Sucks for... He won't be able to fight for a year. Sucks for him. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to come back to save. Anderson didn't. No, he, Anderson. He was, uh, what was he on? Um, those blue pills? Yes. He was on the blue he pills. Tests after that? Oof. Um, so, when I saw that kick, immediately, immediately, the first thing that went through my mind was goddamn that is like almost poetic justice if you think about it. Like you know, <laughs> you don't want to see a guy get hurt like that. I don't. I'm not. I, I love the sport. I love mixed martial arts. I'm in it for. I, I mean, first of all, I'm in it for the violence. I like the competition aspect of it, and I love to see people compete. However, I was a huge Anderson Silva fan, and at the time when Chris Wyman had the rematch versus Silva and Anderson broke his leg in the exact same fashion, almost the same strike and technique. I think Anderson's kick was inside and um, Chris Wyman's kick was an outside leg kick. But, and, but the leg break, similar thing. Um, I remember distinctly how celebratory that Chris Wyman camp was at Anderson breaking his leg. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we checked, that was what we worked, we we worked on that. We were learning how to check kicks. We expected that, you know, they were all like celebrating. They weren't, I'm sad and I hope that he gets better. They weren't, they didn't have that mentality. It was more like, you know, shit happens and you got your leg broke. So we we are the champ, we hold the belt now. Um, And there was like, I left a bad taste in my. I left a bad taste in my mouth. So when I saw the same thing happen to Chris, you know, in this fight, I in a in a way I felt like you know what? How 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 crazy is that? That on Anderson Silva's um, decline when his reign was over, he lost a championship fight by breaking his leg, and Chris Weidman on his decline, he's been on the, losing a lot of fights recently. He breaks his leg in a, you know, in a comeback effort because that fight against Uriah Hall, for both guys, you know, there's just like a kind of a crossroads thing. So I like, man, that's the MMA gods are like out in full effect tonight. I was like, geez. So I mean, it's why I still um, I don't have any like hard feelings about it. I did it did leave a sour taste in my mouth watching Ray and the boys like you know cheering when dude's down there with his leg broke. I wish Chris Weidman the best. I hope that he recovers and is still able to compete again. But um, it's insane to me, almost ironic that he had the exact. He's a part of two of the most insane leg breaks in UFC history. Like it, it he did it. It happened to him and against him. So crazy to me. I think that fight without a uh, punch thrown. Yes. It's the only fight without a punch throw. Uriah Hall is the only winner to never throw a strike yeah. at all and win a fight. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. According to the UFC records, it is. Well, here's why I don't think that's, <laughs> here's why I just don't believe that that's true. Now, you don't give me if I, I mean I remember I remember fights where you say there's no no strikes thrown, right? By the winner. Yeah. By the winner. No strikes. I remember a few fights with like um certain armbar expert <laughs> running around. True. She didn't throw any strikes. She just got her opponent in the headlock, hip toss, armbar, click the check. Now, I don't know if maybe she snuck in a body shot on the way in 
on the way uh, doing the grappling exchanges, but I don't remember seeing a ton of strikes. Um, and she was finishing some girls pretty early in the first. So maybe, maybe. They might have to I'm trying it. to remember the Kat Zagano fight and see if she – or trying to remember if she threw a strike or not or if she just grappled with her. But I can't remember if she actually threw a strike or not. All I remember is that crazy rush and then flipping straight to an arm bar. Mm-hmm. So you might be right. All right, I let's mean, finish up this main card move on to the news and rumors section. All right. News and rumors. Anthony Smith? Anthony. Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. He walked out to it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Anthony Smith looked really good. Um, look, I, I, I picked Anthony in this fight. I I, I thought that you no... Know, even though Jimmy Crute had, you know, that good, that strong winning streak going, Anthony's a vet. And he's not only is he a vet, he's a former title challenger. So he's like up there with a the top tier of the 205 division. And I think he gets kind of lost in the sauce when you think about all the top contenders. When you think about, you know, Dominic Reyes and um, Tiago, Tiago Santos, all the guys – um, with Prochaka, who's fighting this weekend, and a host of other 205 contenders. I think Anthony gets lost in that. Um, he looked sharp. That, he landed a leg kick that, you know, popped Jimmy Crute's knee. And I don't know how he made it back to the corner, but he, he wanted to continue that fight on one leg, kind of the same way as Santos. But unlike Santos, he couldn't walk. He couldn't get his leg to not buckle. So um, shout out to Jimmy Crew for trying to tough it out, but uh, Anthony Smith looked sharp. Yeah, Anthony Smith showed why he is a veteran, showed why he was at the top, and showed why he got a title shot. I I was betting against him. I thought Jimmy Crew was going to go in there and catch him, get a good hook on him, and knock his ass out. But, hey, you can't ever count out Lionheart. He seems reinvigorated. He seems like he's he's back in the game, and he's ready to go for another run. And now's a good time. John Jones ain't in the division anymore. Yep. Now is a great time for him to make another run. So props to both of them. Props to Jimmy Crute for taking that fight and trying to fight with that crazy knee, nerve, ankle injury, whatever he had going on. But also, that jab with Anthony Smith just said it all. He's like, there's levels to this game. Welcome to mine. I see him fighting the loser of uh, this weekend's main event between Reyes and Pro Jaka. Yeah. Yeah, I see him fighting the loser. And I, f- I feel the winner will fight Rackage for the number one contender spot. Ooh. Because Glover's already fighting Jan, I think, in August. So I imagine the winner will go on and fight Rackage for the next contender. So that's how Anthony Smith probably will get back into the title hunt. Yeah. I mean, he's right there. He's only ranked number six, so he's right there. He's in a good position for this. Yeah, I think that, look, with, I mean, his last fight wasn't super, uh, I don't know, impressive, but he has a skill set to upset anybody. He's up there in the rankings, so he he deserves it. I like I like Alexander Rakic a lot, and you know this that division is full of killers, man. There's a lot of really strong, comp, a lot of top comp, a lot of really strong fighters. So I think um, they're gonna just line them up, let them go at it, and then it'll sort itself out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's get to these rumors, man. Some uh, news and notes. We got a, a longtime UFC vet has been recently cut. From the UFC. Um, Diego the Dream, or should I go with Diego Nightmare Sanchez? 
Formerly known. What's that? Formerly known as the nightmare. Formerly known. Um, I don't know if today was a dream come true or a nightmare, but he's been released from the UFC. I would say go with the dream because that boy is dreaming ever since he had Joshua as a corner man. (laughs) And that's the crazy dude, right? Yeah. Joshua's the whole reason why he got released today. Dana White sent out a statement saying that Joshua, his head coach, asked for all 13 years of his medical records and said that he wanted to be – he wanted to know that Diego was physically fit and will not sustain any long-term injuries in the fight. What? This is MMA. You are risking your life. You may go out there and snap your leg like Chris Weidman. The snap heard around the world, and I can still hear it ringing in my ears. Wow. Like, Dana White basically just said, uh, that's what you're asking for. We can't guarantee that. And after the doctors couldn't guarantee that, they just said, never mind. You don't need a contract anymore. It's fine. Joshua Fabia has ruined Diego Sanchez's career. Period. So uh, the beat um, might retire. Ooh, mm. he's that never would be up the rankings. That would be a major L for, for the, the featherweight division. Yeah, for the yeah for the fans, for the division, the, the division party is happy. They like get the fuck out of here, get him out of here. Actually, right. I don't know. I mean, I really want to see him in a five round fight. He don't want five round fights. He asked for three rounds. He wants three round main events. He's gonna be the first champion for three rounds. <laughs> three round championship title fight, yes. And then what else? The San Hagen and Dillashaw fight got postponed because of a small cut above Dillashaw's eye he got in training. I was looking forward to that fight personally. That was an epic fight to come back of TJ Dillonshaw, Corey Sanhagen's a killer himself. Yeah. And TJ, that's a great matchup. That's yeah, exciting yeah. all the way around. It was supposed to be the Bantamweight like month because you got Rob mm-hmm. Font against Cody Garbrandt later on in the month. That's the one where uh, Carla and Yan Shan Yu Nan is fighting. That's the mm-hmm. 22nd of May. Can't really think of anything else that's been happening. Yoel dropping out of the tournament. Oh, he dropped out? They're not postponed. Well, they didn't postpone it. He's they're looking for another opponent for Rumble for the Grand Prix tournament, but they're trying to reschedule that fight for a later date. So, yes and no. They did both. I think they're doing the same thing with uh Cerrone and they're looking for a replacement. For Holland, Holland said he'd step up. Yeah, Holland. <laughs> I think that's good. Hey, he don't make 185 when he uh, weighs in. Or, I mean, he makes it, but he's under always. He said so, he can probably cut down to 175. So if he wants to do a catch weight, he's got him. Oh, you know Cerrone's probably down for that, 100%. 100%. He fight. He just wants to fight and get paid. Go do some crazy stuff afterwards. Drink some Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Man, I think that's about it for uh, this week in the news. Nothing else mm-hmm. has it. I mean, Nick Diaz coming back. Oh, that's some big news right there. He was at the uh, pay-per-view Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he was at the pay-per-view. He talked to Dana. Supposedly, they're looking for fights. Everyone's speculating right now what he's going to get, but who knows? Yeah, I, that's a good one for me. Um, I'm I welcome back, Nate. Welcome back. I want to see him. Um, I love to see him go up against um, a top contender at at 170. He can um, fight at 185 as well. He can. He can. He can. Um, I don't think he should. No. Oh, no. 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 Not right now. 
how about how about this for a name? There's a certain, I think, because uh, look, we know the Nate, the Diaz brothers. They're not gonna fight, you know, two two three times a year. They probably he probably will get one fight, you know, this year. What is it? How does Kamzat Chemaev sound? He recently has been added to the top fifteen in the welterweight division. That fight would be. I I I would I would love to see that. That's the that's that fight would be good. I would love to see um the I mean Nate Diaz fight a power striker, a power puncher like <clears throat> Chimaev. And I think that would be an interesting matchup for both guys. Chimaev has that wrestle pressure heavy power striking style. And I wonder how he'd do against a guy like Nate, I'm sorry, like Nick, who has all the cardio, and he's never afraid to be on his back with his jiu-jitsu talent. So we'll see who whose will breaks first um, in that fight. And I think uh, I would I would love to I, mean, I would love to see it. I'm not even sure who I can, I have to look further into it to see who I think would have an edge. But that's a fight. That's a name that I think could be mentioned in the Nick Diaz sweepstakes. He hasn't fought in since he fought Anderson. Yeah, it's been five years. Was he suspended that long, or it was his choice? So the funny thing is he was suspended. Like, he got indefinitely suspended. Then they reduced it to five years. And then they got rid of that completely where he wasn't suspended for five years and he could come back, and he chose not to fight again (laughs) for five years. Oh, for So. I mean, he started his own business. He was doing his own thing. He said himself that he doesn't love fighting. He said this shit sucks. So, who knows? I don't even know why he's coming back right now. I think he just has the urge to fight. And I think we should just have fun fights for him. I say a rematch with Robbie Lawler would be amazing right now. Because he's been out for five years. And Robbie Lawler's on, let's be honest, a downswing. Yeah. So I think that would be a fun fight, a good win either way for either fighter to, like, maybe step up competition from there. And then if he can beat Robbie Lawler, yeah, fucking throw him in there with, like, Jorge Masvidal after that if Nate doesn't want it. I don't know. Just have fun with him. He's not going to be a title contender. He's not. You know, I I don't I don't see that either. Um, the only thing I can see is if he can rip off a couple of wins against some top tier guys. But like I said, the activity just ain't there. Like he's not. I don't expect Nick to fight two or three times a year. And that's the only way I can see him getting to a title shot. Um, he does draw. A, he has a big name, and he will be a draw. And so anybody getting that, getting on that ticket, you know, it's a good payday. I just want to see. I want to see him competing. I, I would like to have even Nick and May on the same card. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be sweet. Um, so what we got for uh, we got this. So this weekend we have a card this Saturday, right? Got a fight night. This this one's more for the fans, I I believe, like the fight fans, the real fight fans. Yeah. So filthy stinky. Filthy casuals need not apply. It's for the OGs. I mean, uh, I'm I'm looking at this matchup. I'm looking at this card, and man, like it's. I mean, for a free card, this thing's kind. Of, this thing's pretty loaded. That's not bad. There's there's some names on there that I mean, looking at it from looking at it from say uh, casuals perspective. It's not overwhelming, but we got Dominic Reyes, number two. I know only like two people on this whole card, the casuals. Well, the, the names make sense, though. Like, if you hear the names, they, they, all these names have buzz. You know, Dominic Reyes, Yuri Pachaka in the main event. That's obviously the biggest fight. But then Cub Swanson's an OG. Yeah. He's fighting in the um, co-main event. Um. Ion Kudilaba, the uh, the Hulk. He's got issues, man. Yeah, I think I think CTE might be stepping in for this guy. 
Um, he's he always has a crazy press conference, uh, crazy uh, weigh-ins. He always does something. Um, Christoph Jocko, he's on this one. Cody Stammen and uh, Mirab Davishelli, I said that right. He's on this one. So it's a it's a, it's a solid freak. It's, it's for the free ski, you know. So you get what you pay for, and I think we're getting a little bit more than we paid for, given that we pay zero, and this is worth something. I, um, Iri Porch- um, Jury Porchaka, Porchaska, is it Porchaka, Porchaska? I, I was think going Porchaka. Guy, if he can rip off a couple big wins, he could be staring at a title shot himself. I'm telling you, this this could be for the the next one. He wins this, he's probably going to fight Rackage. I can see that. And he has a very, like, we talked about this before in our podcast, but damn, this guy has a really unique style. Let me tell you something, okay? You guys go watch that first round with him and Ozdemir. He's the only person I've ever seen try to headbutt a punch. <laughs> I kid you no, not. Justin Gaethje. Justin no. Gaethje. <laughs> Dude, he literally headbutted a punch. Like he tried to. Like he, unless he was really blocking with his forehead, this dude's not. <laughs> t- dude, he don't even be looking at the people when he's fighting them. He'd be looking like off to the side, putting his hands. I don't know what is he doing, man. He's crazy. Just look at him. That's World Series of Fighting Justin Gaethje 101. Block with your forehead constantly. I'm telling you, this dude headbutt. <laughs> Ozdemir's jab. I kid you not. <laughs> it's like, like you ain't got shit. I'm not joking. Like he really did. <laughs> have you seen his haircut going into this fight? I like it. Yo, have you seen his haircut going? In, he's got the tongue po. My man got a shaved po. head. He has a shaved head except for the back of his head, and the back of his head is a long ass ponytail, braided. Braided and it's hey. got the little the little feather things at the end of it. We've been having the rise of Chinese fighters. He's just trying to cash in, man. <laughs> Look, you better be able to, you gotta be able to fight to wear that kind of haircut. Right. You know I mean? like, that's the kind of shit that like that that shows you that man has all the confidence. He's a slight favorite going into this too. Minus one thirty seven. Wow, he is the favorite going into this. I didn't recognize that. Is uh Reyes? Is this his um first fight since getting knocked out to Blachowicz? Blachowicz. Mm-hmm. This is, is his it? first fight back. Yes, I think so. Did he fight Weidman after that? He fought Weidman before. Before, before that? he fought John Jones. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Um, well, Reyes is currently ranked number three, and he's a dog to Yuri, who's ranked number five. So, Dom got something to prove too. This this would be this one. This one's it's an intriguing matchup um, to me because Dominic Reyes has the length and the the size to be a problem in the two hundred five division to anybody. We saw what happened to him in his fight against the champion in Blahovich. Um, but it, I don't think that this fight is – look, I, I like Yuri Porchaka a lot, um, and I don't even know if I would be I – I just wouldn't count Dominic out. That's, that's how I feel right now. He has so much power, and if he's hungry and wants to prove himself and stop another hype – stop a hype train, stop a guy who's going to come up, this is his opportunity to do so and cement himself as a legit um, contender for the crown because he's already number three. And if he can knock off Yuri Prochaka, maybe he'll be the guy, you know, fighting Rakic for that title contending spot. So, um, and they, the styles itself definitely are interesting. Prochaka does have a, you know what it reminds me of? He's very yeah. unique. W- watching him, he doesn't have um, – you can't really compare him to anybody. Exactly. Um, but if I would compare him, he's very talkative. He moves around and he keeps his 
um, hands low, very low, and he's very um, like matadorish in his way of trying to like lure people in to strike him. He's, I don't know, he's kind of similar to like Kevin Holland in a lot of ways, but um, I understand I why he has the haircut now. <laughs> Go for it. He's a Muay Thai fighter. Okay. Uh, uh, he might be uh, channeling his inner Tong Po. Yeah. And I understand why he has that haircut. It makes all the sense. You know what I haven't no seen? You know what I haven't seen that I think that we should be more of? Hmm. You rarely see Muay Thai guys come out with that traditional headpiece. That like, you know what I mean? That little... Yeah. Old school tie rope. Only person I ever see rocket was I think I think Angela Hill rocked it once. Michelle Watterson? She did it too. I think she wears one. I think it's because of uh, her heritage. Well, yeah, it's her heritage, and she's a tie fighter. Well, used to be a tie fighter more than anything. Did uh, Khalil Roundtree come up with one before? Cannot confirm or deny. Uh, no. But he did come out in a traditional Thai stance. And yeah. he used that stance the whole fight, which is very, very un unusual in MMA. Like that whole bouncing, um, um, kind of on your tippy toes, uh, tiptoes of your lead leg. You don't see that a lot because of the wrestling that you have to deal with in, um, MMA. But, I guess when you're fighting a guy who's not going to try to take you down, that's not such a bad idea. Yeah. And Roundtree was a killer. He, he went to Thailand and came back a different person. Yep. I mean, it's only – the only, like, real hiccups he's had since then was, I mean, he lost to Johnny Hendricks since then. And he Walker. Lost. Walker. Did I, say, did I say Hendricks again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Just shit. like every time you were talking about Nick, you were talking about Nate. <laughs> Keeps having him, man. Keeps having him. <laughs> one day, my one day, one day, boys. Um, he had a, he had a hiccup against uh, Ion Kulilaba. Also, he's on his fights. He's on his fight card too. And this dude's had such an inconsistent career so far, man. He's uh, he'll look good in the fight, then look like completely lost, and then look good, then look lost. I don't know what to think about uh, cute lava man, but this is uh, it's gonna be interesting. We had a fight already, you know. I mean, he had the you saw did you see what happened at the weigh-ins, not the weigh-ins, but at the stare up, <laughs> stare up, the stare offs. This guy tried to push choke. from the Hulk. Yeah, he got the little he grabbed the back of homie's neck and then like ganked him. And they end up pushing pushing each other. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, but that's yeah, the yeah. Hulk, man. You gotta know some bullshit's about to happen when the Hulk walks in, right? I wouldn't even. I don't even know if I would stare off with this dude because this dude's this is weirdo. This guy's a weirdo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> weirdo. I think that uh, this is a good one because <clears throat> it's it's. I, I I haven't seen a lot from Dustin Jacoby, um, and Kid Lava's. We know we know what he brings. I'm gonna be, be looking at this one pretty closely and see uh, see how it goes. That should be a fun fight, though. Trying to make their way into the top fifteen. Yep. Speaking of top fifteen, Cub Swanson's on this thing. He's a top fifteen heavyweight, um, featherweight, heavyweight. His top fifteen featherweight. Uh, have you seen anything from Giga Chica? Is it Chica Chikadazi? Have you seen uh, nope. No, Mark. I can honestly say no. No, no? I'm going to honestly say that I don't know nothing about this guy. I love watching Cub Swanson fight, though, and the fact that he's his number 15 right now is kind of depressing. But I understand in that division. You know, it's, you know, it's weird. That guy's ranked number 14. <laughs> right. And we don't know shit about him. Hey, Cub's on a little win streak right now, though. Yep. Yes, he is. And what does that say about that division? That Cubs on a win streak, and he's such a known name, but yet he's still not ranked number fifteen. That, that division dude. is killers. Stacked, stacked with talent. Um, 
Get guys from Georgia. Not Atlanta. Oh, the, the country? The country. <laughs> and, um, fun fact about Georgia, the country, is um, a lot of strongman competition winners are from that country. Fun fact. Is that where the mountain's from? Uh, you don't talk from Game of Thrones. I, I, I think I don't think he's I don't think he's from Georgia. I think he's from um, what's the country? He's like uh, another, uh, I don't know. You're not. I got to look it up. But I, I don't think it's Georgia though. But they do oh. have a lot. It's a small little former Soviet state country, like former USSR type country. But they got a lot of strongman competitors from that country. So we'll see I if he mean, strong performance. This guy is on, he's had five fights in the UFC, and he's won every single one of them. So he's on a five-fight UFC winning streak, seven-fight total. I mean, I don't know any of the guys that he's fought. They've all been, obviously, the lower ranks. But, I mean, he definitely deserves a, a shot at getting a named opponent and winning. That'd be good. He's got seven TKO or knockouts and one Ooh. submission. So he's a finisher. Yeah, he's a finisher. So, I mean, Ooh. we'll see Ooh. what happens. Cub Swanson always wants that beautiful violence. Yeah, this weekend should be a pretty good card. Damn, comes on at 10? Oh. Yeah, this might be one that I have to watch during my breaks um, at work. I'll probably end up catching the replay on Sunday morning. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's 10 a.m. start? P.m. Oh, 10 p.m. start. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll be up with the, with the hours for this one, man. I might catch the first fight or two and end up sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I'll catch all the prelims and everything, but then when it hits the main event, I might I might be out and have to catch up the next day. All right, so you guys are uh, about ready to zip it up and zip it out? Yeah, we can. Um, this was probably the shortest one we've had in a little while, but that's good. Shortest Technically, it was a lot longer, but we had some technical difficulties. Some technical difficulties where we had to run some back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig, we talking about you, buddy. Don't go AWOL. Craig, you're going to have to see me in my office later. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, um, y'all want to zip it up? Yeah. Zip it Ty. up. Zip it up. Thanks for tuning in. The show for uh, MMA fans by MMA fans. Filthy casuals, seasoned vets, all welcome. And uh, we'll see you next time. Same channel. Holler at your boys. Peace. Zip it up and zip it out. Babinga. La, 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 la,